one. And a good hearty evening, everybody. My name is Aaron Phillips. Welcome to the second episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere. To my left are my partners for this show, my, my triple threat tag partners. <laughs> to my left is Matt, and to his left is Johnny Rock. Gentlemen, how are we doing? It's been, a, it's been an interesting week. It has it really? Oh, man, so much wrestling this weekend. That is true. Lots so of wrestling much. going on. Hey, thank you for tuning in. We're just getting started. We apologize. We're running a few minutes behind. Uh, we had some technical difficulties of trying to figure out how to make sound work, so go figure that for a podcast. Uh, but, but <laughs> at, least, at least nobody kicked a power cord. No, time. nobody kicked a power cord like <laughs> happened twice on Sunday, <laughs> knocking us out of, uh, off the air for a little bit. But be that as it may, we appreciate Hey, if you would, while you're watching, please reshare us to your wall. You can hit the lower left-hand screen as you're watching where it says invite or shares a watch party, please do so and be sure to go over to our Facebook page Thoughts Count anywhere right here on Facebook. We would also like to remind everybody, guys, where are we coming from? We're at Power Play Sports at the Boulevard Mall. All right. Power Play Sports at the Boulevard Mall down on uh, DI and Maryland Park, right, right Johnny? Yep. Not mm -hmm. too far from UNLV. Yep. We thank everybody for watching. As I'm sitting here, I'm looking at our configuration I'm not sure what kind of sound they're hearing us direct on the uh, camera tonight because usually the v the uh, audio is fed direct in, yeah. and we're using the box to get the audio on a separate computer. Yeah, we had to kind of jiggle uh, it. Yeah, we, we kind of had to daisy chain some uh, <laughs> some things. Uh, our normal our normal computer is out yes. of commission right now. So I, again, I'm not sure what the audio sound like direct on the video, but we let us know. But yeah, if you're yeah, if you're absolutely. on the live stream and you're uh, you're watching right now, let us know how it sounds. Let me let us know if we need to make any adjustments. So uh, we think we know how it sounds, <laughs> but since we do have the audio on a separate file, perhaps if we have somebody uh, t intelligent enough, and I don't know if we can do this with the Facebook video, relay the audio over. That's all you guys. I don't know any. I, I don't know either. I'm know. learning as I'm going. I, I don't, don't know either. So anyway, so thank you, Wally, hey. for joining us. Hey, this past weekend was wrestling upon wrestling upon wrestling. So, uh, guys, we have our run sheet in front of us. Why don't you guys pick a spot, and, and we'll get started. And then a little bit, we'll bring Scott on to join us as he's just making certain everything sounds good behind us here. Well, so. hey, uh, so, I mean, we had three major pay-per-views uh, from pretty much all the big heavy hitters yeah. in, in the wrestling world. Uh, who, who do we want to start with? Thank you, Thomas, for letting us I know the sound, all out. sound is good. Sound is good? Hey, thanks. All out? All I, out. I heard an all out. All out, yeah. Oof. All out. All out. The heavyweight, the new heavyweight champ loses his belt. Oh, my. Oh, we'll, th we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I want to I mean, at least get a recap of the It's kind of quirky that we'll, that happened. We'll talk about Jericho's after-party shenanigans <laughs> and uh, his his newfound love for Bubble. Bubble. The Bubble. Is, is that the singer, Mike Bubble? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, now every time I hear, uh, I just haven't met you yet, I'm going to be thinking that, like, oh, it's Michael Bubble. <laughs> there you go. He's got a new oh. name. There you go. All right, so fire away. All right, so wow, I mean, just so much happened. Uh, it was that was a, it was a crazy pay per view. It was awesome, uh, you know. Like we had the you know we had the, jeez. I mean, do we even want do we want to run down the whole card? I mean, just I would just say let, let's do some of the highlights. Okay, uh, shock of the night was uh, Pac beating Kenny Omega for me, but that match was incredible. It was fun it was enjoyable start to finish i thought it was going to be a little bit more technically based but they went at it they they went out and they kicked the crap out of each other it was a great match 
That match was amazing. Can you believe they were mad backstage that they said their match wasn't good enough? Wait, wait. Oh, they were Who mad, was mad at each other? Or like, like? No, they were just mad that part of their match got cut and they weren't happy with it. And it was still the best match of the night. I, I wouldn't say the best match of the night. Uh, I'll get to the, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so uh, some other some other highlights of uh, some other highlights of All Out was uh, you know there were there were a lot of upsets. A lot of a lot of the predictions we made last week uh, did not come to pass. Some did. Um, I did not expect uh, I did not expect Private Party to beat Jack Evans and Angelico. I didn't either. Um, you know, of course, I expected. We I think we were universal. Uh, I think we were. You know, are we still? Are we no, still just keep going. Okay. The audio's going. I think, I think the audio's still going. Okay, yeah. I just, we, Facebook we, Live's we blacked out on video, so I apologize. Um, According to my phone, it's still running, so we're still up on video. Oh, good, good. So let's All just. Right. You know what it is? Could be just the Wi-Fi buffering that always sen- seems to happen. True. But we're still up as I'm looking at my phone, although I see it uh, re- trying to refresh. So oh, maybe okay. maybe okay. I'm wrong with that. So we'll see. So um, you know, uh, of course, we had Nyla Rose winning the. Uh, Casino Battle Royale for the women's uh, division, and her opponent will be Riho. And as you remember from last week, I'm I was very high on Riho. I was I thought I, I predicted predicted her to win that match, and sure enough, she did. Uh, that was a great match. That was a great women's match. Uh, I think it was kind of overshadowed by a lot of other things on the card, but uh, start to finish, that was a, some solid storytelling. And you know, you had the undersized Rio once again coming out on top. That's like the real David versus Goliath at the first tapings. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would not want to be Rio against Nyla Rose. Hell no. So, you know, speaking of Nyla Rose, did you hear what this uh, what this fool uh, Ob Tynes on uh, on Twitter is pretty much igniting a firestorm for basically uh, insulting? You know, here's the thing: wrestling's rigged, wrestling's booked. There's no, no there, there's there's no advantage unless the uh, unless the promoter wants to give you the advantage. You don't win unless the booker says you win. True. So this guy shooting his mouth off on Twitter saying that it's unfair because a transgendered uh, woman is competing for uh, a woman's title that she has an unfair advantage. If you're a new company, that's a way to make headlines, and the best way to make headlines or more headlines equals more ratings because more. Well, conversation into the product, more people are going to want to watch it. Yeah, you know, I think Smart. It's, it's very progressive of them, and I, I, I actually support the all inclusiveness of all out of AEW in general. I mean, you get you have you know transgendered, you have LGBT, you have you know all walks of life represented. You know, wrestlers of every race and creed, basically, and even got a Marco stunt and a Marco stunt. You know, <laughs> whatever Marco stunt. They even have a dinosaur. He's like an angry attack child. <laughs> Did you see that picture? Yeah, that, was that was the greatest thing I've seen on Twitter this he week. He retweeted that. Because <laughs> I'm literally dying laughing. <laughs> right? I'm laughing hysterically when <laughs> I saw it. Angry child. But, but no, like, uh, you know, like, I, I, I like the all-inclusiveness because it, it, it just kind of shows the message that, you know, anybody, you, you, like, anybody out there, whether, you know, you're normal or live an alternative lifestyle. I'm not saying that alternative lifestyles are not normal. I'm just saying, you know, like, cisgendered, transgendered, you know. Whoever you are, you have a future in this industry. Yeah. You know, if you want to be a wrestler, it doesn't matter where you come from. You have a future in this industry. Whoever you are, be who you are. Yeah. And, be, and just go forward. Now, I, I want to let our listeners know that we have now resorted to plan Z for uh, our camera. 
we've not resorted to uh, live stream on my phone because for some reason we're, we're, we lost the camera on the iPad, but our audio is still going. So yeah. Scott may not be behind the mic tonight as he is acting cameraman. He, he, will, be the voice, he will be the voice from beyond. Though. You could actually flip the camera down at the bottom if you want, if it's easier for you. The left all the way to the left. There you go. Next second one in. And if hopefully, well, there you go. Now you can hold it the right way and make it easier for you. There you go. Okay. <laughs> now, actually, I have enough cord in here if you so want yeah, to have a microphone, uh, too. You can. All I'm going to say is, over times, if this ever reaches you, you're an idiot. Uh, you're just, I, I don't know if you're just being a heel for a heel's sake and saying stuff like that to get attention or get more clicks on your, on your social media. But, I mean, dude, that's just a, that's not a very modern way of thinking and, you know, is this another one of those keyboard warriors? This no, he's a, he's, a, he's a wrestler. He's a, he's oh, he is some some unsigned indie wrestler. Who works like a lot of like he's so good. I don't even know who he is. Right, right. <laughs> but apparently his bookings have gone up in the twenty four hours since he posted that. Yeah, What's he right. making like seventy five instead of fifty? Ooh, did did he get <laughs> did he get booked at three bingo halls instead of one this week? <laughs> That'd be an upgrade for him. Jeez. Anyways, uh, so other things from All Out. Um, I, you you seem to think that, that like Pack and Omega was the best match on the card, but uh, it was up that there. Looks like the original video. What about that Young Bucks match, man? It's, it's, what about it's that? Awful. What about that? Them Lucha Bros. Just that was that. the was that not the craziest ladder match you've ever seen? That was insane. My God, I up. am surprised that all four of those men are still among the living. How is Nick Jackson still alive? How is how are either of the Bucks still alive and concussion free? That I mean, was nuts. God, literally, I was so afraid for Nick when he came off the ladder and his ankle clipped the top rope. I mean, talk about your all-time greatest botches ever. I mean, that's just going to be gift-worthy forever. But, like, seriously, like, you know, you, you see him just crack his head on the second table like his head just whips back. And I'm like, he, he, he broke his neck. That's what like, I thought, like, too. I thought he broke his damn neck. There ain't many times where I was like, oh, my God, and I actually yeah. cringed. I thought he was, like, and that was for That was after the Canadian Destroyer threw off the ladder through the table. Those guys are insane. My God. So, based on based on what, what we're talking about and what you're seeing and what you're... Has there really been anything that has separated AEW to make them different from what we're seeing from other promotions? I mean, they were supposed to stand out and be different. They are different. And I mean, explain why. What what makes it different too? Because you know what, I've seen TLC matches through WWE, and I've seen crazy bumps come through top of the ladders, bending ladders, breaking ladders, throwing guys on ladders, three ladders, and all that stuff. What what's making AEW separate from the big boys, the other guys? I think the main difference is, and it's not it's not necessarily in the content or the talent. To me, what's different is just the AEW seems a little bit more free form. It's a little bit more like work rate heavy. It's it's actually very akin to NXT's product. Um, but the main thing is is that WWE doesn't seem to put a lot of faith or trust in their in their in their talent. Uh, and you know, a lot of former talent have spoken out on this uh, from Chris Jericho to John Moxley, uh, CM Punk, like a lot of them have said in their exit interviews or their their aftermarket podcasts and interviews so to speak that they felt creatively stifled. They would present ideas to creative and Vince would shoot them down or creative would shoot them down or Kevin Dunn would shoot them down. Whereas in AEW, they seem to have a lot more faith in each other and trust in each other where uh, Cody, the Bucks, you know, whoever's, you know, in charge of like overseeing their creative process so far uh, is basically like, look, you guys know what you're doing. Have fun. Just put, put on a good show. 
you know? And I like that because, sure, you AEW looks like they're taking a lot more chances. And, yeah, I mean, I've seen these guys do some stuff in the last, like, four events now that, like, that Nick Jackson bump. I would not have taken that bump. I would, even on paper, I would not have fallen off of a ladder through two tables, you know, with a rope in the way. It's just... I mean, they, they have enough faith in their abilities to do it, and by God, they're still alive, and it was a hell of a match. But, you know, I don't think, I don't think WWE would have greenlit a spot like that, or, you know, they, or, or let alone, you know, half the stuff they did in that match. I think it's cool. It's, like, more, like, real sports-oriented. If you saw, like, the hype videos for the title match. Yeah. You saw, like, the face-off of Tony Khan, like, holding the belt. It was, like, a big fight feel, like... The belt means something. Mm-hmm. And it's like how they have... I kind of like how they have like the record like in the corner. Oh, yeah, the win-loss record. So it makes it seem like it like actually matters, not like, oh, you're going to lose like 10 times on Raw, and oh, you get a title shot two seconds later. However, if wins and losses should matter, the referees should be consistent in calling the match by the book. I you can't any have any... Incon- well, I- look at some of these matches where referees are not applying. Even on AEW, 10 counts are not being applied. The, the the ref uh, the female ref in the heavyweight championship match she got a lot of kudos for the way she she ref that match. Aubrey Edwards much, is amazing. Yeah, because first of all she took no crap from Jericho, which was quite the interesting face off. However, that being said, if you have situations where people are out on the outside and the refs going outside to check on them rather than being in the ring and doing a ten count, and yet you're saying that wins and losses should matter, I'm sorry, there should be more consistency in following the rules so that wins and losses aren't legitimate, and I'll put that word in quotes for whatever it's worth, then basically we're still tainting wins and losses based on what the the refs are doing, just as one small example. That's all. I so I'm not sure wins and losses are going to be as important as they made it sound to be, because you're not going to have referees calling matches down the line, per the book, doing what they should be doing. You know, one thing I'll, I'll add on to that is that, uh, you know, a referee has a job like and unlike any other, but I mean, if a referee was to the letter of the law, the Understood. way you were just describing, I mean, the, what is the ultimate goal? Send the fans home happy? Are you really going to count? Like, uh, uh, I can say as a fan, I hate to see a really good match end in a count out or a so draw. Does it, so if that's the case and we're given that as a parameter, do wins and losses really matter? No. Because we can say the same thing about football. We can say the same thing about basketball. If because I've ref for foot, I've ref football, mm-hmm. and if we called, if there's a foul on every single play. The difference is, is we're told unless it impacts the play, we let it go. Patriots, okay. uh-huh. Patriots, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So Patriot way. <laughs> to me, the wins and loss records is nothing. It's a selling point that they're trying to put out there. It's going to make a difference. I don't think it's going to mean a hill of beans. I, Just I, my opinion. I do think I I, I kind of like the idea of it though. I mean, the like, idea is one thing. And I thought it was really cool, like you know, like that they've already got their first tie because of when Darby Allen and Cody right. Rhodes went to time, right? And it was ruled a draw, so like both of them came out with like one one and one, <laughs> or you know, like oh and one, <laughs> like oh oh and one. I thought it was it was a lot of fun. You're like it's 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 something different. It's it's. Something to talk about. You know, it's, it's water cooler conversation. Sure, and and that's that's what they're doing, and that's what's aiding to the hype of AEW. And I got to admit, over the last weekend, I recorded the one-hour hype show that they did on. Uh, I forgot what channel it was on, but uh, it was on. I think maybe the TNT mm-hmm. set. But yeah. it was an interesting way to present the show with Jr. interviewing the guys, and you know, I, I always want to say Ty Dillinger, but it's Spears now, and mm-hmm. it was an interesting way to present pre-show stuff. Yeah, I'll give them that. That that was interesting to see the way that they planned that out. The commercials that are running now. I saw one today that was so heavy with Jericho 
you almost forget that there are other people in the promotion. Well, he is the champion. Uh, this is before he won the belt. But okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. He is like the biggest name in that company. He is. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I, absolutely. Now, did it excite me that Arn Anderson and 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 uh, Blanchard were involved in the in the match? Not at all. You, people yell and scream about Hulk Hogan getting involved or the old timers getting yeah. involved in that. You know what? To me. I see no difference, and I've been watching it since '76 hey, live. But that's I got, just me. I gotta say that was probably the biggest pop of the night, though, uh, okay. when Arn Anderson came out. Granted, but we've seen that and done that in WWE, where these guys come out from the past and they get involved in a match. So again, what's new and what they're doing? See, I think I think it has something to do with like the way Arn exited WWE. Uh, you're talking this guy is a legend, a multiple-time Hall of Famer, and he was unceremoniously kind of let go. Okay, yeah. You know, used to actually yeah. see, like, the legend get over. Usually it's, in WWE, the legend comes out and gets beat up by the new guy. Yeah. Okay, but let me ask you this question. The legends. Let's go back. I'm going to go to the other. Guys, understand, I'm just playing devil's advocate with you here for the sake of conversation. Mm-hmm. Trish Stratus came out to a great pop. Lita's come out to a great pop. Edge came out and laid out Elias at, at the last pick. All legends, all great pops, but do we want to keep seeing legends coming back and getting involved? Because AEW is talking about focusing on the big talent. Again, I see a lot of similarities to the other product that's out there. That's just me. See, I think uh, like the way they're building the all-in, all-out brand of that particular event, I think that's going to be their centerpiece pay-per-view, their their WrestleMania, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, their Starcade, their you know, their Bound for Glory. Uh, Slammiversary or whatever, whatever sure. impacts is, uh, it's it's their big show. They're going to promote like in future years, all in or all out is going to be their big money show. The like where all the storylines culminate. That's a show where I want to see legends come out. That that's a show where I want to see you know the guest appearances because all you'll have more eyes on the product at that point. You know, so you know, I granted I don't want to see it every month. I don't want to see it consistent, but. I gotta say, I like seeing Tully Blanchard, and apparently Tully Blanchard's uh, sticking around. Uh, he might actually be more of a presence. Well, did they agent. hire him to be part of the agents in yeah. the back and stuff? So, originally? but it, it looks like him and Sean Spears might be a tandem. We'll see even going okay. into TV tapings, provided Tully is willing to travel. And uh, they start uh, TNT. Was it October second? October second. October second. Yeah. And of course, Washington D.C. NXT will be starting. Is it the week before? Are they trying to get a jump on it, or they start in the same night, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, the week before. So it would be interesting to see how that that fades out. So yeah, uh, all out. I thought was a very enjoyable, very successful pay per view. Um, it was not flawless. It was not without its rough edges. Uh, AEW still has a lot of production issues with their camera crew and their sound. They're definitely um, still learning. Golden Boy is. I'm sorry. I have no faith on in him as a commentator. Uh, and I hate to say it. I hate to you know besmirch a legend, but it seemed like Jr. was kind of phoning it in a little bit. Um, you know, and one thing, one thing is, I feel like, and this is more of a critic criticism of indie wrestling in general. Um, way too many suicide dives. Way too many. Way too many. Uh, like, I'm not saying dives aren't exciting, but you can even tell by by the main event, by by the Hangman Jericho match, like. It, Jr. called the suicide days like another suicide dive. Like even Jr. was over it. And the other the other move I'm tired of the over reliance on maybe not so much in AEW is the Canadian Destroyer. Like I remember Petey Williams that was his finisher that was his eye popping exciting move. 
And Very but now nice. it seems like every indie wrestler from Jack Evans to to Pentagon are always throwing in a Canadian destroyer somewhere in their match, and it's like. How did that, that become a setup move? Yeah, that's how did insane. It, that, that's a finisher. That's that's an eye pop. That's that's a pop getting move. And like, you should not have that as just like, oh, this is in my arsenal. When Petey Williams started doing that, there wasn't one button, one seat. Right. Everybody was like, up on their feet, losing their mind when he did that. Now it was just, uh, there's another Canadian destroyer. Yeah. Oh, he kicked out a one this time. <laughs> no. I All mean, right. now if you if you make it super cool like Teddy Hart and Davy Boy Smith do it with like where they do it like a doomsday device, that that is cool. Like somebody ever kicks out of that, I'm like rioting or something. Dude, you know, all all the credit in the world to our local FSW champion Chris Bay. Uh, seeing him take that Canadian destroyer off the shoulders of Davy Boy Smith, I'm like, <laughs> good on you, champ. <laughs> Braver man than I, sir. Better him than me. <laughs> all right, as long as we're let's let's come out of the weekend let's talk about well, well there's still two that was only one pay-per-view Aaron no no I, I understand this so what's the next one you want to hit so uh, the next one um, am I the only one of us who watched uh, Royal Quest I did not I did not see that okay I'll, I'll just do a brief rundown on Royal Quest uh, I, I do like the New Japan shows I like I, I watch a lot of their big shows I don't really watch a lot of the in-between stuff but I usually watch like Dominion and Wrestle Kingdom and uh, Royal Quest this one seemed like a really big one and uh, to me there were like all the matches in my mind were solid they were work rate heavy it was like you know, it was almost on quality with like uh, on par with a takeover, where like every match on the card was really good. But I just kind of want to focus on some standout moments. Um, Will Osprey and Robbie Eagles as a tag team uh, going over in their match with the Bullet Club. Uh, with it was a uh, it was a uh, Taiji and a uh, God who was he? I tell you, I'm blanking. I left my notes at home just me even trying to say half of those names right <laughs> anyway it was a very good it, it was yeah the the bullet club team was the the they're, they're the the junior light heavyweight tag team champions so osprey and robbie eagles which was good because it was a hometown crowd you know osprey's from london so it's good he got a win in his hometown uh they wound up challenging them for the like, like you know they said hey we got a win over you why not fight for the belts next time and it was a very enjoyable match bell to bell um the you know the the main event with Okada and Suzuki was uh, you know 50 minutes of great technical Japanese style wrestling. Uh, of course, Okada came out the victor, did not lose his title. Um, but to me, the two biggest highlights of the night was the Hiroshi Tanahashi, the Ace, uh, beating Zack Saber Jr. for uh, the British the British the Rev Pro British title, and which it was a shock because I didn't think Zack Saber was going to lose in his in his own country. Um, but the match, start to finish, was just a technical masterpiece. Zack Sabre Jr. is probably the best submission specialist in the world. And I would dare say ever, I've never seen any submission-style wrestler do the holds he does. He's so innovative, and, you know, every time I see a Zack Sabre Jr. match, they always... It, it's, it's almost like he's pulling something new out of the hat, like, every single time. True, then. And, you know, going up against one of the best in the history of New Japan, like, they're basically, basically they're John Cena. Uh, was yeah. it, it, it was a, it was a great match. It was a great match, and uh, but the the big the biggest story to come out of that was uh, out of Wrestle Kingdom or not Wrestle Kingdom but Royal Quest was uh, Kenta. Kenta, uh, you know, beat uh, beat uh, Ishii for the uh, for the Never Open Weight Title, but mid match he took a German suplex and landed right on his, on his head, and Kenta was basically he got his bell rung. He was not stupid. 
I honestly think he lost consciousness for like at least twenty seconds in that. I match. saw the gif on Twitter. That looked nasty. And yeah, I mean, he 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 got up, tried to square off with uh with Ishii and just dropped like a sack of just sack potatoes. Um, came to, you know came to immediately thereafter, but you could tell the rest of the match, you know, he was just you know he had his bell rung. He was shell shocked. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people were fearing concussion, but uh, apparently he got checked out. He's good to go. Uh, he's coming back their next day to the tour, not missing any time. So, cool. you know, two, you know, between Nick Jackson and Kenta, two very scary potential injuries that just by sheer dumb luck were avoided. So that's really all about uh, Royal Quest. And I do want to go into NXT TakeOver. Uh, Hold that thought, though. Because we're at the bottom of the hour. I want to just do a little reset. Okay. And and we have our fourth person who's now grabbed a mic as he's running the camera. So okay. I want to give him a second. All right. Want to welcome everybody to Thoughts Count Anywhere podcast. We're coming to you live from Power Play Sports Collectibles down here at the Boulevard Mall in the heart of Las Vegas. Marilyn and D.I. at this time, let us welcome the gentleman who is allowing us to utilize his store space. Mr. Scott, how are you, sir? Hello there, everyone, in Radio Land or yep. Podcast Land, That's as always. It. We're only going to hear his voice. We're not seeing him on camera because he's got the camera. Because he hands. is the camera. <laughs> he is the camera. There you go. Let him see it. There you go. So <laughs> so what's new in your world, sir? What's going on here at PowerPlay? Well, I'm listening to the – well, first of all, PowerPlay is doing great. Uh, we just had a show over Sunset Station with Vegas Golden Knights' Ryan Reeves. Okay. Great turnout. And for those who are in town or want to stop by next weekend, the 14th, here at the Boulevard Mall, we have – Another Vegas Golden Knight and Braden McNabb. He'll be signing autographs here. We're having a sports card collectible show right in the middle of the mall. So come on down. Right Lots on. Lots of wrestling memorabilia. Can't wait. Also, for the first five people to come down, we've already have a few of them in the store. Right on. Uh, they're getting a free gift bag, and I'm going to slide over Sunk here. over as we turn with the camera. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I feel like I just got like the and Oscar since we're you know basically being cameraman, I picked out one of our random gift bags. Okay, I want to show the viewers what they can get if they come down, and this is completely random. Do you, do you watch Dead Files at all? Uh, no. Steve and the and the girl. So every time she sees an entity, she has somebody draw it, and they put the picture inside <laughs> like this Manila envelope. Okay. So I feel like I'm Steve right now, ready to show a picture of what she saw. Be okay. Better than finding out the Mori Povich DNA result. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, it looks like, wow, we have quite a few things here. You have a Let's bag see. of photos, actually. Hulk yes. Hogan is not everyone's brother. <laughs> and a plain white piece of paper. Yes. Can't forget that. So, we have quite a few. Would you, would you mind sliding those out? But I will say, while he's pulling those out, we actually have a signed card, event signed trading card by Kama it's Mustafa. Boy, does he look familiar <laughs> as maybe the godfather? Could be. But signed and autographed. Or Papa Shango. Or Papa Shango. A so or Kama Mustafa. That's what I said. That's what this card yeah. is, is Kama Mustafa. Kama. Okay, so what else is in the grab bag? N-O-D. You have uh, Stacy Carter, the cat oh, from the Stacey WWF Carter. days. Jerry Stacey Lawler's Carter. ex-wife. Yeah. Puppies. Puppy Vegas' favorite wrestler, <laughs> Killer Cross. Killer oh, Cross. we could talk about that. And oh, oh yes. we got stuff there to talk go. about him, too. And oh, I've, had no. the pleasure, <laughs> I've had the pleasure of interviewing <laughs> Kevin on a few different shows. Killer, Killer I should say. Right there. And we got... The other Marty half Janetti. of the Marty Janetti. Man who's never met a plate glass window he didn't like. Then we have a wrestling legend autograph. And Casey. And Casey. All right, there you go. And Casey. All right. And then we have J.D. Michaels. There you go. Right JD on. Michaels. So uh, just a random assortment of wrestling uh, autographs. 
Right on. And we've got customers that have come in and gotten their Yeah, we only have a few left, right? And so come on down. And if, come down after the podcast or tomorrow. We'll leave a couple bags here. And when, they're here till they're gone. Yeah. Men- mention that you saw this on Thoughts Count Anywhere podcast and get that grab back. And let me add a little bit of commentary here. I have to agree with Aaron's earlier comments as he puts the stuff away. Challenge I hope my wife's on. listening that somebody's actually agreeing with some comments I make. I <laughs> saw AEW's broadcast and was unimpressed. You were not impressed? No. Okay. What set them apart? You have yet to answer that question. In my opinion, granted, a lot of over-the-edge moves, but how much more can you do? What can you build upon? Also, the thing of it is, a lot of times, just like having a manager in the ring, it's because you can't tell a story. Us old-timers in the wrestling industry, if you can't tell a story, high spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there was way too many high spots. They did not tell a story. They did not dance, in my opinion. See, I, I, I thought you're you're right on every match except for the uh, the Japanese women's match, uh, Shida versus Rio. That was a good storytelling based match. Very true. And uh, and Pack versus Omega. That was both those guys know what they're doing. Uh, their story was to go at each other full bore. True, and I think a lot of it has to do with timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not have a lot of ring work together. A lot of people no. don't know this. When Raw or SmackDown go on the road, it's a workout match. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they it's work through their dance routine, just like Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And, and they were not Dancing with the Stars, if you ask me. And all the credit to both of them, uh, they had to put that match together in less than 10 days. Oh, very true. So Very true. But know. I was disappointed with Co- I was very disappointed with Hangman and Jericho. I thought it was a little overly long. Um, I th- I, I, I did think the yeah that's why I didn't mention it in my recap. It, I mean I'm glad Chris Jericho won. Of course he there was my, no choice. He had to win. He is my favorite wrestler. It was the best decision for the company. Yeah. Uh, but again, I the, the ma- that match itself was not a high point. The ending of it was, but the match itself was just. I mean, it was a typical Jericho match. It was a typical Hangman match. Uh, but tell me, where do they go from here? You know, I I'm anxious to see uh, once once weekly TV starts is going to be the real test of metal. The only difference with their TV, if you've been hearing, and I'm sure you guys have, that they're not planning on bringing the same people on every week. They're going to be rotating these these wrestlers maybe every other week, whatever, is to not dilute them. So I'm wondering the impact that's going to have on some of the, the storylines. You know, actually, that that uh, that actually excites me more than it disappoints me because it allows them to take more risks in the ring. You know, they'll have more recovery time between matches. Uh, they won't be doing as many house shows as WWE, per se. Uh, the, the work rate and the grind, it allows them to take more chances in the ring, which I like, because, you know, you know, it'll make... You know, like, a lot of times on Raw and SmackDown, it seems like the, the guys are going through the motions in their matches. Like, rarely do I see a match on TV that blows my mind. I mean, there are occasions. Like, you know, a few months ago, we had that Andrade and Rey Mysterio match that just blew my mind. Um... But yeah, a lot of a lot of them, these matches have already been pre-worked out on house shows. Uh, they've been working, you know, for weeks. Be like, okay, we're gonna have this TV match finally once they get it oiled out and polished. Yeah. Now, somebody mentioned in the chat room, which I thank you to Matt's phone, uh, mentioned that AEW won't be having any house shows. Yeah. So, where are they going to do the dance to 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 work their stories together for the pay-per-views? They don't got a performance center or anything. Yeah, yet, I mean. So. Unless they're going to meet, get on the fly that day, I guess. Either that, or they're going to be meeting in some storage locker somewhere, where, you know, you know to set up a ring. You know, there's I mean, enough wrestling schools around the country yeah. that 
there, there's enough rings uh, around. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've we've seen big name talent just come well, to FSW just for you know a workout. And well, the history of wrestling is storytelling. Yes. And if you can't get a story told, you lose viewership. And if you watch WWE's viewership over the last few years, it's because eight o'clock hour or wherever you are in the country. Immediately, there's a feud, and by the end of the show, there's a cage match or a death match or something like that. The story has not been told, so you lose viewership. And if AEW can't tell a story, to me, they set themselves apart of nothing. They, they don't have a story. You're not going to keep viewership. What, what, TV shows that have a good storyline stay on TV forever. And that's yeah. and, 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 and I agree with you on that. They, they jumped right out to do pay-per-views. And as Johnny mentioned earlier, normally pay-per-views are the ending of stories and getting ready for the next story. Here they've started out with just, I shouldn't say just, with putting some quality names and key players together, you know, the first match and then in, in Vegas a couple of months ago and now, now here, where they're just having these high-profile names and matches, like almost dream matches. So they really haven't started telling any stories, which won't start until October when they start the TV shows. So now it's almost like they put the cart, in my opinion, after the horse, because now you've already gone to the pinnacle. The TV shows is going to start from ground zero, what did that mean with all these previous matches? Well, what might not be known to, like, everybody, but definitely known to, like, hardcore fans. like. But you're a hardcore but, fan. Yeah. And as we so, discussed last week, what sells viewership? It's people that know a no, John Cena. So what I'm saying is them appealing to me. Like, I'm a built-in audience. Them appealing to me. I, you're I, a mark. I, I, I'm a mark. You're I'll mark. watch it. So, and uh, like, let's call know, it as it is, I, I which is all, okay. I knew all the storylines going into right. All Out because I watch Being the Elite. I watch Road to All Out like you know, on their YouTube channels. Right. But they need to find a way to translate from going... F- and, and I applaud AEW for using social media to build to build their platform and to build their uh, their, their fan base. But they're going to have to find a way to stretch out like a 15-minute 15, 15 episode of being, being in the Elite into two hours of TV every week. Right. So, you know, they, they there were storylines in place. There were stories there. But not obvious. But you not, had to dig for them. You had to, you I was going to say, but not obvious to the casual viewer, which is yeah. what they have to transport and they have to capture those casual viewers in order for the TV show to sustain long term. Um, what I'd like to do at this point, we spent a lot of time on AEW, which is great and worthwhile. Uh, let's let's move on. I, I want to let's talk about before we go to Raw and SmackDown stuff. I, I, I before we go, I do want to give like just a brief run, a brief thing to say about NXT Takeover Cardiff um, and Triple H's comments afterwards because he did fire some shots at both New Japan and uh, AEW, but mainly. That Walter Tyler Bate match was one of the most incredible matches I've seen all year. Did did you if if you if you only watch one match from Takeover Cardiff, it's it's literally talk about David versus Goliath. Tyler I didn't Bate, see it, so I, yeah, I have Tyler I have no Bate clue. versus Walter for forty five minutes straight, near falls, great storytelling, you know. Literally, Tyler Bate was like the cockroach that just wouldn't go away. No matter, <laughs> and, you know, Walter's like one of the biggest guys in the industry, size-wise, and the guy can go. He's a cardio monster. Since I'm monitoring the chat room, any of our viewers that are out there, I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this, on this match. If you've seen it, please drop them in the chat room so that we can see if you have any questions. Please, by all means, do that as well. Um, okay, what else yeah. you have on that? But just t- Tyler Bates, you know, very, very young. You know, he's he's you know under 25 years old and to see him 
be that polished of a match storyteller, you know, both in the match a few years ago with Pete Dunne at TakeOver Chicago, which was one of the greatest matches I saw of that year. I thought it was match match of the year. And to see him go with Walter, you know, for 45 minutes. And, of course, he didn't win in the end, but it was still there was... That match could have gone either way, and, like, it literally had me feeling every emotion you can possibly feel from hope to rage to, like, oh, my God, like, you know, I even got, like, a little teary because I'm like, this is wrestling. And if this is the product that NXT UK is going to continue to put forth, it's worth watching. You know, it's, it's it does have problems with consistency, but that was a main event for the ages, and I would easily say that that match was better than anything on this year's WrestleMania card. Okay. Highlight from SmackDown and Raw. What do you think? I see Bailey's heel turn. Was it a heel turn? Was it not a heel turn? It's kind of more like, at first it was a blatant heel turn, but when she explained herself on uh, on SmackDown the following night, it was more of like a tweener role. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still trying to appeal to her fans, but, you know. And honestly, like, in from a storytelling standpoint, she made a lot of sense. Matt, what was your highlight from the shows? Small, small, <laughs> Raw or SmackDown? <laughs> I think Eric Rowan, like, coming out and attacking Roman Reigns, that was pretty cool. How about attacking Brian, though? Yeah, I was about to get to that part, too, in a second. (laughs) But letting him come out and, like, finally get, like, his go at, like, being, like, a top guy, finally. He's been in the shadows for I don't know how long since, like, Bray Wyatt. Well, really since the Wyatt family, pretty much, right? So, I mean, is, are, are you excited to see Rowan and Reigns go out at a Clash of Champions? I mean, do you yeah, think that's going to be a highlight? I, I, think it's good. I, I feel like they've done a lot in the last year alone right. to, to develop Rowan as a wrestler and a character. Um, you know, they actually gave him a real finisher. They gave him an actual direction, like a character to play now. He's not just, oh, the third guy in the Wyatts. Or uh, he's, not, he's not just like, he's not aimless. He's not the guy in the sheep mask anymore. Right. Let me jump in here for a second. One of our uh, listeners or viewers <clears throat> just broke, at least we'll say possibly sure. just broke. Right. Moxley versus Omega on full gear just broke. Oh. Okay. That's fine and dandy. I'm going to go to the heel gear? side again. What's full gear? Yeah, what's full gear full, and full why? Gear, full gear has it was announced during All Out that full gear will be AEW's first pay per view. Okay, uh, but you have Moxley, who is a huge name, going against a guy Kenny Omega. I realize is a top talent who just lost. Okay, Kenny Omega is one and three, and they were they were really talking it up. So when going back to like wins and losses mat- matter, they were talk. The commentary was really building that up, like the yeah. same way the same way a baseball announcer. Would but be then like, that doesn't well, make he's sense. He's in a batting slump. Right. That, that makes absolutely no sense. And then you have Moxley who's coming in from, you know, he's having elbow surgery because of the MRSA. What, is he going to really be 100% when that card is? Uh, when is that card due? Did they say when they're going to have that pay-per-view? I believe, uh, let me let me check my phone real Hopefully quick. it'll be enough time for him to recover. But uh, while while we're looking that up, though. I believe um, it's in, uh, I believe it's in uh, either November or Okay, October. so he's got a couple of months. But they're hoping that Moxley's even going to be ready for the TV stuff November in October. 9th. Uh, that that's going to be interesting to see if he'll be ready even for the TV tapings. I'm wondering how much Moxley not being at the AEW event this past weekend actually may have hurt the pay per view a little bit. I, I think hurting their ticket sales. Too. That, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, so I I think that that had you know a lot to play with it as well. But okay, let's go back to Raw and SmackDown. So Eric Rowan coming out, Bailey's turn. What else stood? Uh, King of the Ring. Although uh, triple threat next week, triple right? Triple threat next week, which is a match I want to see. It's you know three guys who like it i i 
can't pick a winner in that match. Samoa Joe, Ricochet, and Baron and Corbin. Baron Corbin. So looks like our picks are still in it, Matt. All hail King Corbin. All hail King <laughs> Joe. I hate to say it, but Corbin would but be the perfect heel. Was a little, to wear the crown. I was a little concerned though at SmackDown. Now I don't know if this is, you know, a red herring or whatnot, but it seemed like they telegraphed the King of the Ring final already. In because, what way? Okay, so on the SmackDown, so you, you know it's going to be a Raw guy versus SmackDown. Sure. Guy. Yeah. So going back to yesterday, SmackDown, you had that backstage altercation between uh, between Samoa Joe and Chad Gable. Okay. It wasn't between Baron Corbin and Chad Gable. Right. It wasn't a friendly rib between Ricochet and Chad Gable. Right. It was specifically Samoa Joe, and he was harping on that same thing that they're really trying to push on Gable is the whole the size thing. And on you know during the matches they're constantly talking about Chad Gable being the underdog the per, you know the proverbial like you know so Daniel Bryan redo Daniel Bryan two story pretty much uh, so I honestly think the King of the Ring finals at Clash Champions is going to be Samoa Joe versus Chad Gable interesting and of course I, I think Joe's really gonna, hope not I I think uh, I think I think Joe's going to squash him like a bug all hail the Samoan King you're going to go from like holding a clipboard to the King of the Ring finals. Right? Who's that? If they're trying to make Gable? it like a big thing. Yeah. Well, apparently Chad he was Gable? taking Chad notes. for just like months was just taking notes of everybody and being he's, like he's scouting. weird and awkward in the corner. Yeah, he's I scouting. Was, I was shocked that he beat Andrade though because we all know what a huge Andrade fan I am. I, I think he's like one of the They best. missed a storyline with that and, I, and I'm with you on that one because mm-hmm. had Andrade gone on to win as the king. El Rey. And everybody knows uh, who he's dating, Allah the Queen. Oh, the King and the Queen. Interesting oh, storyline. King and Queen. I have to give credit where credit is due. Billy El Ray. Ray. And El yeah, Billy Ray uh, brought that up on uh, Busted Open earlier this week. But we got to stop name dropping them. They uh, Billy Ray. Billy Ray, Billy Ray, Billy Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Ray, Billy Ray. Dave LaGreca busted out. T-shirts. <laughs> I'll send you my address. Forestonshees.com. Anyway, exactly. That's right. I'm looking for a hug. Anyway, so, um, but I, I mean, that was a built-in storyline had they chose to go that way. Yeah. You know? That's like one relationship they ain't keeping on, like, on camera. They haven't done anything with it. No, well, nah. well it's because, I mean, of course we know, like, like uh, for those for those in the know, they know that, uh, you know. So now, like, come on in, guys. Selena Vega is actually married to Aleister Black. Correct. But I think they're trying to keep that. You know, they always say business partner, business manager. Right, right. But I think they kind of want to keep that like ambiguous relationship between Zelina Vega. Well, it didn't. And it didn't work with Becky and Seth when they tried to bring that out into the open. That's for sure. Oh Whatever yeah. Whatever excuse they need to keep Zelina Vega on TV, go for it. Go for it. Yes. But all I know is, did you got uh, on a little tangent here? Did you see Becky on a Stone Cold Steve Austin show? No, this past no, week? I, I haven't. Had that a was chance. awesome. It was fun. Wasn't I saw it? the episode with Ron Riggle, but uh, yeah, that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then he had she does the guy a better from stunner than Kevin Owens. Oh, you know what? Sure. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. She stunned him at the end of the show. <laughs> Which I'm not. I'm not breaking anything because it was all over social media too. I, but I, I thought it was a pretty missed, good show. I completely missed that. That was a pretty good show. Outside of wrestling, it's like. I, I think outside of wrestling and the Dark Crystal, I didn't watch any other TV this <laughs> this week. <laughs> so. All right. Well, it was a Labor Day weekend. Hopefully, everybody had a good time. So, all right. No, it was just that much wrestling. <laughs> so that's, that's right. You're speaking of wrestling, we'd be remiss, Johnny, if we don't at least spend a couple of minutes on BVW this past weekend. Oh, a great event. You know, uh, local Las Vegas wrestling is, uh, as as we mentioned last week, was is, is Hi, on Tim, the Hi, Tim. Thank you for watching. And it was it's it was it was an awesome match. It, it was an awesome card. A uh, little bit of drama. 
little, little bit, bit of drama. A little bit. Apparently, okay. we had some visitors from from, uh, from rival promotion. From, I don't even I don't even want to name drop. Uh, no, no, no name drop. But we had a run in from a couple of individuals that were certainly not expected. I, just, I don't want to give them the publicity. No, because uh, uh, you know, basically, there was a run in. It was not planned. Let's let's congratulate Big Dirty for winning the Sin City um, survival survival match. Yep. He now gets an opportunity to go after any title he wants within Big Valley Wrestling. Right. And uh, Kevin Duckett's the most hated man in BVW uh, retained over Sefa Fatu. Well, retained due to a time limit. Well, true. Well, that's true. He it, did was, not it was it was it was it was that uh, solve the problem. It was champions uh, advantage, and it went to draw. And um, but yeah, I mean that was also the roof blew off. Yeah. When that match started, and it was—I'll tell you what—it was a great card. Uh, Santana Jackson and uh, Dirty, Dirty Ron, Ron McDonald. McDonald was a great match. It was a fun <laughs> match. Santana uh, prevailed, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna try to bring Dirty Ron McDonald on yes, the show next yes. time he's he, in town. He's, he is quite, an, <laughs> I, quite I had a character. A, we had a lot of fun calling his match over the weekend. He's quite a quite a character. Uh, next event for BBW is coming up on October twentieth, uh, two p.m. down mm-hmm. at uh, uh, Sahara Event Center. It's it's a trick. I don't remember trick treat and something. Tri- tricks, treats, and turmoil. There you go. What he said. And uh, and of course uh, the big the big local event we're going to be ramping up for probably talking about a little bit more in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Future Stars of Wrestling is putting on Mecca Five. I cannot wait. Uh, for this that. card is stacked. We got the Lucha Brothers coming to town. We got Killer Cross. We got T.J. Perkins. Uh, you know Douglas James. I want to go back. Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bournes. I want to go back to Ke- I want to go back to Kevin for a second because he's still having contract issues with Impact. Are they going to allow him to come here? Anybody know? I mean, well, what, Matt, you seem to know a lot about Kevin's situation. What's what's going on with Killer Cross? And I want to give Killer a shout out because I've had the pleasure of interviewing him in the past on a couple of different shows mm-hmm. that I've been on. So I'd love to hear his take as well. I saw Kevin last week. What's up, Kevin? Now, talk about name dropping. Hey, last <laughs> week we're breaking <laughs> some beers. For you, Matt. <laughs> Let me interject Did on the Kevin this? Cross incident. <laughs> That's going on with Impact. Okay. There's a lot of dirty deeds in wrestling. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. A.K. Dean Ambrose. You know, it's called the Paradigm <laughs> Shift. He changed the name. It's not Dirty Deeds anymore. Now it's called the Paradigm Shift. But realistically, um, Impact's got a lot of problems. Oh, they, they've had problems for years. They've been on life support for years. And the problem is a lot of the wrestlers have not been paid for hotel rooms or transportation. And they're coming out of pocket. And as all the indie wrestlers out there know... It's tough to make a living yeah. when you're having to pay your own expenses yes. and the operation is not helping out with some kind of hotel room costs. Stipend or something. Or airline fees. And they're having lots of issues. Okay. And the issues are coming to a head. Kevin stepped out and I'll call it manned up and told the story. You know, yep. it came out about the whole incident he had or the match with. Um, name slips me right now. Um, the last pay-per-view. I, I, I stopped Eddie watching Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Oh, Eddie Edwards. That he, they wanted Kevin to blade. Oh, and, right, right. And, and unfortunately, Kevin that. refused because medical procedures and the fact lack of medical attention being there Issue. to help out right. you Makes know, sense. at the arena. So why put your body and health at risk, yeah, especially jeopardy. you know when there's issues in the world? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll just say... Infections and things like that that can really can kill a person. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of issues with uh, paying them for their merchandise. That came out where, you know, Impact has basically said Kevin Cross has not sold hardly any T-shirts. Well, all of us know in Las Vegas the bins were empty and the stands were full of Kevin Cross T-shirts. There were yeah. red X's everywhere. Right. So how do they get away with it? They're basically, and I'll put it out there, 
they were screwing the talent and it's coming out and it's gonna cost them well they don't even have a network right now let's let's yeah. be fair i mean we've got more <laughs> listeners than impact does and matter of fact today it came out that impact because of the lack of ticket sales here in las vegas if you go to the Las Vegas Aviators game and bring your ticket stub to the first 400 people can get into Samstown for free. Oh, wow. wow. I wow. like baseball. Wow. You guys want to go to a ball game? Jeez. Well, they're done at <laughs> home. That tells you that they are not selling not tickets. Well. I want to give a shout out to those joining us. Jason Piper's watching us. Tamara Evans Mitchell is watching us. I want to thank you all. Please remember to reshare us uh, to your friends. Ryan is watching us. A guy named Matt Mullen is watching us. Oh, yeah, he's sitting right here. Oh, that guy. So, uh, that guy. That Kevin. Stop playing that, with your phone, That Matt. Matt guy. Yeah, exactly. Aaron's well, playing with my phone. So, please reshare us. I, I like recognizing people that are <laughs> taking the time to, to check I recognized on. somebody earlier, but oh, well. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, well, that, that's good. Um, and Thomas just mentioned that uh, Impact is also trying, since uh, AAA is running in Madison Square Garden, they are trying to block Kevin from wrestling on that she card is. and he's got a huge presence on triple a he's right. like yeah. one of the biggest names in triple a that yeah, run down their own ticket sales and yes i'll that's say like it. stabbing themselves in the i'm foot. a kevin killer cross mark okay? that's it's right. out there for everybody you know knows. he's 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 a local guy he's got a lot of fans in town he, and, not, and he's a great talent he is and he's not a great to talent that and, and he's actually like you know in every interaction i've had with him he's you know He's nothing like uh, – might be lifting the curtain here. Sorry about that, Kevin. But, you know, he, he's not a mean guy in person. Like, he's very personable, and he'll you know, he'll talk to you. He's not like – he's not a Sasha Banks. Well, there's the reason why. <laughs> he's not a Seth Rollins. <laughs> well, there's the reason why I nominated him for the Future Legends Award at Cauliflower Alley Club, which mm-hmm. he was the honorary – or the recipient yeah. and very gracious in his speech. And he's got a huge future. Unfortunately, I think he's gotten tied up with this whole impact thing, right. and it's stalling his career. He should be headlining somewhere. Once he breaks the glass ceiling of impact, it's the stars for him. You know, you know, is is his own limitations on him, and he can be main event in WrestleMania next year if he really plus wants. Plus, we're all out. Didn't didn't impact do dirty to his girlfriend too? Oh yeah. Like the, after one card or something, the next day they fired her after there was some fan interaction as she was heading back to the back Very or true. something. Yeah, yeah. And and for the fans that are out there. If the wrestlers or talent, we'll call it, come into the, the area where you're at. Don't try to take the wrestlers. No, on. don't don't try to engage yourself in, in wrestling. She didn't go into the crowd. She was no. up against the barrier. Yeah. The guy and leaned a, over and tried to hold her back, right? Basically yeah. grow right, her. Right, right, right. Not good. Not good. So where was security pouncing on that guy? That's what It's I'm impact. It's impact. They so don't have <laughs> enough talent to pay the security <laughs> guard. security. Oh, my goodness. All right. So um, I wonder if they're going to pay for a ring this time. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> it's like hey, you remember uh, remember back when uh, back in like you know because I'm a big wrestling video games fan. Remember when uh, WCW came out with that video game called Backstage Brawl, and there there was no ring. It was like uh, literally it was an entire cross wrestling, town anywhere. It was literally an entire wrestling video game about backstage brawls like like everything was like the parking lot or the boiler room there was no ring in it at all and everybody hated it it's probably the most critically panned wrestling video game of all time that was pretty bad it was terrible question for you guys and then uh there's one other thing in pop culture that i know we all want to kind of just touch on uh cm punk delivered a rather interesting interview recently do you think we'll ever see him back in a in a ring of any kind i think so no where do if so where do you think and why not Matt, you, Matt, you're the pro. I'll take the con. So, I don't think he's gonna come back. He's already done it all. Like, what does he have to prove? 
He's already won everything. He's done everything. He Except makes- a UFC match. That's true. Well, he's, he's done. Tried. He's <laughs> he done did it. He didn't do well, well but The he question did is, it. does he even remember the three MMA <laughs> matches? <laughs> or not at this I point? I wonder if Mickey Gall's like a trigger word for him now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Breaks out the cold sweat. You can stop the camera. You can. You can. <laughs> that's my phone. You're holding. <laughs> if you want to send comments, to, uh, your emails to Matt on that comment. His email is. Send all I your love comments. punk, but Jesus Christ, Stay man! Stay in your lane, horrible. man. <laughs> Stick with the predetermined Le- stuff. Leave with the girl you brought to the dance. <laughs> yeah, how is AJ Lee? How come we've never seen anything from her in a while? She wrote a book not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, she that's was actually pretty good. Yeah. she was out on tour for, for that. All right, she's doing. Her, she's and also, Punk makes like he writes comic books and yeah, he's been Marvel doing that for a while. Like a stupid amount of money, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So he has no reason to come back to wrestling when he can sit at his desk and write what the hell Iron Man's doing. And next once week. again, he w- he's a hardcore wrestling. Fi- you have to be a hardcore wrestler to know CM Punk is. Yeah. He does not sell merchandise outside the the wrestling w- marks. I will call them. Yeah. And he's already been gone for too long. But but he's he, done. But he is the patron saint of the marks, though. Oh no, people are still <laughs> chanting his name. I was going to say he's later. still relevant. Five years later, people are still chanting his name. I think people would love to see him back in a wrestling ring of some kind. I I think I think he might do a swan song uh, run for his fans. Uh, I think, and honestly, maybe this is just me working my creative juices. Um, I do think I don't think he's going to go to AEW or a rival promotion. I feel like, because he even said he's open to a phone call from Vince or Triple H. He said, he, Punk flat out said he's like, he, he kind of left the door a crack open. And I think if they approach him with what he wanted, what he's always wanted, I think if they bring him in for a surprise appearance at the Rumble, let him win, kind of give him that the only way three months uh, to WrestleMania run. Uh, and Hunter squashes him. Well, let him... <laughs> Let him main no, event WrestleMania. Vince, Vince squashes him. No, let him <laughs> let him main event Mania in a dream match, like something potentially that we all want to see, like CM Punk versus Seth Rollins or CM Punk versus. Uh, but versus, that would be a disgrace uh, to the other talent. I was gonna though. say I don't know. I, I don't think it would mm-hmm. because CM Punk has always been a blue collar wrestler. He, you know, his whole career he was he what he did the work. He did the work. He so you're saying work. did and was. Past no, tense. No, we no, don't know no, what he could do in a ring now. Five years I'm, later, though. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying uh, skill wise. I'm saying he's paid his dues. He brought himself up from nothing through the indie scene. Uh, he was an indie darling. He got signed to WWE. He did the grind. He was a s- massive star during the summer of Punk. Like I mean, the guy basically built his own legend. And when he left, there was clearly a void because, as Matt said, people were still chanting his name five years later. He's still relevant, even though he closed himself off from the wrestling world. The fans didn't want him to leave. The fans still want him to come back. But it was in Chicago. No, it's everywhere. I was at an all-out party, like watching the Rock show. Call that was in Los Angeles, and there was about ten people coming out with like ten different conspiracy theories how CM Punk was coming out. During All Out, and I was like, nah, guys, that was it just, ain't happening. That was just fantasy booking. But like I said, bring him back for a Rumble appearance. Let him win the Rumble, get that Mania main event. Have him in a fantasy dream match against, like I said, Seth Rollins or AJ Styles. Have him lose, but he got his main event. But once again, I go back, back to, to lose. Once again, I go back to you have him main event WrestleMania does not sell pay-per-view tickets. I'd buy it. You, you're I a mark. Be- no. But the average Joe Wrestling fan wants to see 
Sting versus Undertaker, that type of match because it sells tickets I to a word to the world. That's why they do it in Saudi Arabia because mm. it sells tickets to the U.S. Viewers. And that's why the the guy in Saudi Arabia he dictates to Vince McMahon who he wants on those cards. Absolutely, yeah. so he can sell what the tickets. Enough money to book like a WrestleMania. Okay, uh, the, the Saudi <laughs> prince though he's not exactly up on current events. I heard he wanted to book the Ultimate Warrior for the last. Show oh my too. goodness gracious! <laughs> By the way, versus uh, Goldberg versus, <laughs> yeah, versus Goldberg. Ultimate Warrior versus Goldberg. I'm like you. You do not have been any worse than the Undertaker. You do know he's Goldberg. passed on, right? <laughs> uh, Jacob, thank you for watching. Thomas Glenn mentions and uh, he's. He's totally enjoying today's podcast. We thank you, Thomas, for that. Thomas Brunette says, WrestleMania is going to sell out no matter what. And Vince McMahon mm -hmm. says that the wrestling show itself mm -hmm. does not make money. Right. It's, all the it's other merchandise. That's yeah. right. It's that comes from the loop. king, the creator, no matter you like him or not, right. the guy who has the money. Okay, right. but if, if CM Punk were to come back, how many, how many Punk t-shirts would sell? That would be, that'd be like hotcakes. You could probably still get CM Punk T-shirts, uh, you know, off the, somewhere else. Do you off have the them WWE at Hot Topic site? on the clearance section? Oh, jeez. Uh, no, actually, oh, my a lot of Punk stuff. But I, I tell you what, oh, I tell my. you what. So, <laughs> arguably, arguably, let's, let's talk about merchandising. Arguably, CM Punk's most famous shirt, like the his his Austin three sixteen, or you know, it it, it, it was the white T-shirt with the Chicago flag and the red, you know, the the red and white with the raglan cut. Uh, I, there's not a live event that I go to to this day that I still don't see at least three or four people wearing that very shirt. I have that shirt. Very true. But once again, nationally, and I've sat with legends. I've sat with Vince McMahon, his brain trust, Pat Patterson, JR, uh, one of Brisco. my uh, Briscoe, JJ Dillon, bottom line. The people that walk the neighborhood, you just point at somebody and you ask them who The Rock, Cena are, they know who they are. If you tell them who CM Punk is, they're going to look at you, tilt their head like a cat and go, huh? Yeah, but a lot of the, the people you just mentioned were crossover stars. I mean, some people know John Cena from wrestling, but some people also know him from his movies. But people well, knew who The Rock was before he even did uh, Walking Tall. There was like a worldwide well, poll. Or the Tooth Fairy. Scorpion. Yeah, and they said the Hulk Hogan has like the third most recognizable face in the entire exactly. world. That's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Everybody knows who Hulk Hogan yeah. is. All right, guys. We're, we're down to only a couple minutes left uh, for this week's show. And again, we want to thank everybody for watching. You are watching Thoughts Count Anywhere coming to you live from Power Play Sports Collectibles here at the Boulevard Mall in the heart of Las Vegas, DIN Maryland. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m., we are live, but now on podcast, not only can you hopefully rewatch this video when we're done, but the man in the middle here has posted us on just about every audio site, such as, <laughs> let's give him a rundown of where they can find us. Right now, we have TuneIn, Spotify, SoundCloud, we're waiting on approvals from iTunes, iHeart Music, Stitcher, Stitcher. Are we uploading? Pandora. Are we, oh, Pandora. I didn't Ooh. know that one. Are we uploading to YouTube? It says it takes like four to six weeks, but it's like pretty cool from the stuff they offer. So well, that's good. Are we, downloading, are we downloading this video and uploading it to YouTube, to a YouTube channel yet? Not yet. I will work on that, though. Okay. Because that's, I mean, people, for whatever the reason, like watching YouTube versus Facebook Live. Tech so guy, Matt. Now oh, we got the yeah. RSS feed, so now yeah. everything will be up a lot sooner and Absolutely. quicker. And we apologize for last week. Kind of learning as I'm going. Working full time, so well, you're doing very well. Kudos yeah, to yeah, you. you know, kudos to you. Appreciate. Man. Thank you're, you. You're, you're you're stepping up and doing the work. You All actually right. have two jobs. That's right. <laughs> like two and a half. Yeah. <laughs>
my autograph main man right now <laughs> here at Power Play Sports. There you go. I don't mind that job at all. <laughs> La- last but not least, over this past weekend, breaking news that uh, comedian and actor Kevin Hart was involved and, and injured seriously in an accident in California. He was actually the passenger. Uh, someone else was driving one of his collectible cars, if I'm not mistaken, it was an Apollo or something. It that was a Barracuda. Barracuda. Yeah, so uh, that the driver lost control. Yeah, he lost control, went into a median, and was, was really, really hurt, hurt his back, uh, and maybe some other injuries. But I know for, for mm-hmm. you guys, I mean, to me, it's all about, hey, thoughts and prayers, man. You uh, know, we I, need your comedy. Get well soon, man. You know, I, you know my, my hometown brother, both Kevin Hart and I are Philly boys. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, speedy recovery, man. Like, uh, just like what you do and uh he's even good on commercials right i've met him a couple times in person he's such a cool dude for he's like a short guy isn't story. he oh yeah he's like three he's, foot seven he's small he was hornswoggle wasn't but he? he's got like the personality <laughs> of like a seven foot yeah, tall guy like, absolutely I, I, you know you what i tell you what i tell you what is. the most amazing thing i've ever seen kevin hart do was uh when he did the show at lincoln financial field the, the eagle stadium okay go birds by the way uh he sold out Lincoln Financial Field. That man single-handedly sold out a football stadium. Did you guys ever see the interview where like him and The Rock impersonate each other? Yes, that's I like did. one of the funniest things I have ever seen. You know, uh, speaking of The Rock, uh, one uh, congrats, <laughs> congrats on the wedding, Rock. Uh, right, we weren't invited. We're still waiting for an invitation. Must got lost in the mail or something. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, th- this is going to show what kind of guy The Rock is. You know, and the content of his character. Um, the Rock left his own honeymoon to step in for Kevin Hart, because uh, 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 Kelly Clarkson, the you know the, the singer, American Idol winner, uh, started her own talk show, and Kevin Kevin Hart was actually slated to be her first guest, and uh, The Rock left his own honeymoon to. He was still on honeymoon. I thought he was back from his no, honeymoon. No, he was still on honeymoon. And, wow. uh, you know, Must be nice it, to be the rock. It, basically, uh, the, the, they said they said in the article I read that the only reason his wife let him do it is because she's a, she's a huge Kelly Clarkson fan. There you go. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> you know, kudos <laughs> kudos to the Rock and his and his lovely wife uh, stepping up for Kevin Hart. Uh, you know, that just shows like just making a personal sacrifice for a friend. It, it just shows that like not everybody in Hollywood is just out to get each other those two are always dogging each other so hard on social media but yeah you can always tell they're like basically brothers yeah are you kidding me my best friend like if you hung out with me and my best friend at a bar you'd think we hated each other we're always ripping on so what do i say about my friends if you ain't friends enough to make fun of each other you ain't really friend (laughs) so Uh, um so two little bullet points of news that we kind of missed uh the shock release of kylie ray uh from aew uh and casey cottonzaro for uh from nxt uh, for, you know, I, 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 I didn't follow them. I don't know other than reading the news line. I, I both both apparently retired because of uh, medical issues. So uh, to both ladies, wish you well. Uh, but I, I got to say, like Kate and Kat, Casey Catanzaro really surprised me because I mean I was a fan of hers on American Ninja Warrior. When I found out she signed with NXT, I was really excited. She got a huge pop at the Royal Rumble when she came out. Uh, the few NXT TV tapings she's done. Uh, the the May Young Classic. She was over as you can be, and of course, you know, she's also dating Ricochet, who's also one of the most exciting. That's probably the most exciting couple yeah. in 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 wrestling right now for me. And uh, you know, if it was a medical issue that derailed her career, I mean, you know, knowing the way that woman conditions herself, and like I've seen her Ninja Warrior training videos, and she's just an animal. Uh, so you know, I hope it's nothing too serious, and uh, you know, maybe one day down the road down the road i hope you reconsider because i thought casey catanzaro had the real potential to be a star in in wwe so what you're saying is there's a roster spot in wwe open for a woman yes 
<laughs> I have an idea. Probably the best woman out there right now. She'll be in Vegas and probably the only draw for Impact. Could her initials be TB? And in Power Play Sports in November. Oh, there you go, with Matt. her dad. Yes. Also <laughs> initial TB. <laughs> All right. The Blanchard. Guys, we got to wrap up. We're over our hour. I don't want our, our, our viewers and, and followers to uh, get bored after an hour. So we've covered a lot. We got a little late start, but we thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, again, you could revisit us here on Facebook once the video is done. Once uh, Scott hits the magic button that our broadcast is over, then you can actually watch us again. Please go out there and like our Facebook page, Thoughts Count Anywhere. Make sure you join us each and every Wednesday right here at 7 p.m. And please, tell is he going to drop the phone? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? I think my hand's asleep. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if it is, maybe the gentleman behind you can hit hit stop broadcast. Either that or not yet, because we all didn't say goodbye yet. So, guys, say goodbye <laughs> before we lose. See you all next sky. week. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. From all of us here, from Power Play Sports and Collectibles, Thoughts Count. Anyway, we'll see you next week right here. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Peace.